0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
1: Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves via the Talking Chop Podcast Network. You can find all of the wonderful content from Talking Chop at TalkingChop.com, and also at TalkingChop across all forms of social media. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. I certainly hope that wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a terrific start to your Tuesday. When it comes to the Braves, here is the latest from Atlanta. Obviously, the Braves enjoyed a needed off day when it comes to the schedule that they have played over the past several weeks since the start of the second half of the season. But this was a particularly needed off day when it comes to star Freddie Freeman, who certainly was under the weather this past weekend, though he did enter the game on Sunday. An off day certainly came at the right time to hopefully allow for him to get as close to 100% as possible before the Braves start another critical stretch of their schedule. Last week, the Braves went 5-6, and six, arguably their best week of baseball this season. And in that process, they were able to close the gap in the NL East in terms of their pursuit of the NL East lead to two games. But the thing about it is this, as hot as Atlanta was, the Philadelphia Phillies have been even hotter as of late. The Phillies have won eight straight. And they, instead of the New York Mets, are right now the leaders in the clubhouse two games ahead of the Braves, and without a doubt, all three teams, the Phillies, the Mets, and the Braves, certainly are in the midst of what will be one of the more entertaining division races to close out the 2021 season. But with that being said, it certainly also should be stated that Philadelphia and Atlanta are right now going in a much more positive direction than the Mets. But the thing about it is this, over the next two weeks, as I mentioned last week, The schedule for the Braves is very, very manageable. They are going to be playing teams that they're either on the level of or clearly above when it comes to the talent on their roster Now is a time for the Braves to really keep this momentum going, continue to win at a high clip for them to be able to take advantage of the schedule and allow for them to continue to make up ground in the NL East. What do I mean by that? Well, coming up, obviously, this week, you have games against the Cincinnati Reds, who in and of themselves certainly are going to be a formidable, match- formidable matchup for the Braves. I would say that the Reds and the Braves right now are on the same level when it comes to talent overall. On the roster. But after this three game series against the Reds, you've got a three game series against the Nationals, a three game series against the Marlins, and then a three game series against the Orioles. The Braves are going to have three straight series in which they're going to be playing against teams they clearly are better than, and three straight series where it's critical for the Braves to at least win all those series for them to be able to keep track with the Phillies and the Mets in the NL East. But as easy as the Braves' schedule is, The other big factor that makes it so critical for the Braves to do well during this part of the schedule is how difficult the Phillies' schedule is from now until August 27th. The Phillies start off by playing the Dodgers. They'll be playing the Dodgers this week at the same time the Braves play the Reds. Then after that, the Phillies take on the Reds. They take on the Diamondbacks, but then they face the Padres and after that, the Rays. So four out of the next five series for the Phillies are going to be against teams that they're on the same talent level of or teams that are better than them right now when it comes to overall talent or overall record in baseball. The Braves, on the other hand, are going to be facing... Four out of in, in four out of their next in, in each of their four next four series, they're going to be facing teams that are at their level or lower, due to the schedule that that is awaiting the Braves coming up over the next two weeks, and the schedule that is awaiting the Phillies. Now is the time for the Braves to continue riding their momentum and making the most of the schedule. We've seen that they have done a better job, though they did have the alternating win-loss series for more than a few weeks. They've done a better job of having balanced approaches in games where the bullpen, the starting rotation, and especially the lineup are able to put together back-to-back games of good production this is the time for them to really, really get going when it comes to the ability with the manageable schedule and the Phillies facing a tough part of their schedule. This is the time for the Braves to take advantage and make the most of it. Because the thing about it is this, while the Braves' schedule coming up over the next two weeks is is fairly easy, and the Phillies is certainly difficult, after that, it takes a bit of a reverse when it comes to the Braves and the Phillies. Starting on uh, August 26th, The the Phillies will be taking on the Diamondbacks in four games. After that, they'll face the Nationals. After that, they'll face the Marlins then the Braves around that same time starting on August 22nd they'll actually go against the Yankees, the Giants and the Dodgers. So while the middle of the month is kind to the Braves and difficult for the Phillies, when we go towards the end of August going into September it's a reverse of fortune. The Braves get the, the schedule gets much tougher for the Braves and gets much easier for the Phillies. But a significant factor that in my opinion certainly favors the Braves when you compare the rest of their season to the Mets and the Phillies. In terms of the Mets, the Braves are certainly moving in a positive direction compared to the direction the Mets are moving. In terms of the Phillies, while the while the Phillies are probably even hotter than the Braves right now, the Braves do have significant reinforcements coming back into the equation for their major league roster. Specifically, that's the return of Travis Darnot. Ian Anderson, and Waskar Yanoa. Now, while the Mets probably do have more talented reinforcements themselves coming in time, those injured players may not be able to make it back until September. For the Braves, not only is taking advantage of their schedule a big task, for the rest of August, it's also incorporating Darneau, Wascar, Waskar, Yanoa, and Anderson back into the fold for this roster to get even more talented so it can have a clear shot at being at the top of the NL East and establishing itself at the top of the division by the time September arrives.
0: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge...
1: Obviously, with this talent as Darno, Yanoah, and Anderson are individually, the returns of those three in and of itself is certainly significant because obviously all three certainly improved the Braves roster. But the timing of when they return also carries significance for multiple reasons. For one, the return of Travis Darno allows for the Braves to get their starting catcher back because despite the contributions of Kevin Smith and Stephen Volk, Two, helping the Braves staff be above average in terms of a starting rotation over the past few months. That in of itself, in my opinion, does not overcome the fact that the Braves have had the worst offensive catching unit in the majors since the beginning of June. Yes, it's great that our starting pitching has continued to be productive, but that does not overcome the fact that the Braves basically on most nights have two nearly automatic outs when it comes to whoever is catching and also the pitcher. The return of Travis Darnot really allows for the Braves offense, which is top 10 in the league right now, to become even deeper and more lethal with an option that certainly can deliver in the clutch on a consistent basis. And now you feel comfortable with Your one through at least your one through seven hitters in the lineup, which certainly is a big boost overall to the confidence of the roster. But not only for the lineup is the return of Darno big, the return of Anderson and Yanoa are big for both the rotation and the bullpen. Now, I know that Anderson and Yanoa have both been starters this year. Anderson obviously returns to the rotation, and why his return is big is because though Kyle Muller and Tuki Tasan have done more than enough, have absolutely surprised with how well they've done in their opportunities in the starting rotation. Do you feel confident that they can t- continue this production moving forward as more and more film is out there about them for teams to see? Not necessarily, and that's fine. They're both young pitchers. So with that being said, you feel much more confident in the track record of Ian Anderson than Moeller and Toussaint at this point, and that allows for you to put in another reliable arm to support Fried, Morton and Smiley moving forward. Yanoha may not necessarily be guaranteed a spot in the starting rotation, but that may actually that may not actually be where he would be most beneficial. This Braves bullpen certainly has done a great job of turning things around over the past few weeks, but there are still a few spots in the bullpen where a clear upgrade could be needed. Shane Green has not been used in quite a while because of his continued struggles. Josh Tomlin as well. Edgar Santana, though he has pitched well, do you feel he'll be able to continue his contributions? Perhaps Jesse Chavez regresses a little bit. There are several Braves bullpen members who have certainly stepped up and done an incredible incredible job in the spots that they've been asked to deliver, but the arm of Waskar Yanoa is certainly a difference-making type arm, and if the Braves can utilize him in the bullpen instead of the rotation, that should make the bullpen even more talented. So a big key difference for the Braves versus the Mets and the Phillies in the near future is that the Braves have a significant talent returning that can help the lineup, the rotation, and the bullpen each. And not only are they coming back at the right time, they're coming back at a time where the Braves, again, are going to be playing a manageable part of their schedule. Darno, Anderson, and Yenoa can have time to comfortably get back acclimated to being productive at the major league level, and they will have time to do that so that they can hopefully find a positive groove to be ready to contribute to this team once the schedule gets a bit tougher in late August and early September, making it even easier for the Braves to navigate from going through an easy part of their schedule to a tough part of their schedule as they continued their track to get to the top of the NL East and stay there for the remainder of the season. Obviously, the Braves certainly have plenty of things to look forward to on the horizon. It's certainly a contrast, you know, from how the season has gone up to this point. It's nice to certainly have many different things to look forward to in the next few weeks. But of course, the way for the Braves to make those positive things to remain as meaningful as possible is to continue to take advantage of the immediate future that awaits them on their schedule. And while the next two weeks certainly provide an opportunity for the Braves to win a lot of games, the hardest part of that schedule is over the next three days against a Cincinnati Reds team that at 61-52 and 52 have playoff aspirations of their own. A few things that stand out in this series are one, the Braves may not have as clear of a pitching advantage when it comes to their starting rotation in this series as they have in a few of their recent series over the past few weeks. The pitching matchups for this series are as follows. Tonight, the Reds will throw Sonny Gray against Drew Smiley. Tomorrow, it'll be Wade Miley for the Reds versus Tukey Toussaint for the Braves, and on Thursday, a pleasant surprise to the Reds, Vladimir Gutierrez will be taking them out against Kyle Muller. Obviously, the Braves certainly will have, a, will have a chance in each of these games. There's not an overwhelming pitching matchup in the favor of either team for the next three days. But if the starting rotations are basically going to be a push, the Braves are going to have to create an advantage elsewhere. Obviously, you look first at the lineup with how well it did last week, both in terms of its improving its production and situational hitting, and also obviously adding in power when it was needed. Well, it's going to need to continue to do that because this Reds lineup, especially with the reemergence of Joey Votto, has really been a big reason as to why this Reds team is making their own playoff push. But the biggest key of all for this brave series against the Reds is the bullpen getting back on track. While it has been one of the best bullpens in the majors over the past month, in each of the last two games the Braves have played, the bullpen gave up three runs in each game, including a very, very costly Blown save by Will Smith on Saturday. If the starting rotation is, if the Braves are not going to be able to create an advantage in this series with the starting rotation, they're going to have to find it either through the bats or the bullpen. The bullpen really being able to clamp down and keep the Braves in these games or helping the Braves maintain leads, that's going to be a huge key for the Braves to win multiple games over the next three days against a very talented Reds roster. Obviously, for the latest on anything going on with the Braves, we've got you covered on a daily basis here on the Daily Hammer. Just one part of the great, Cast a podcast when it comes to the Talking Chop Podcast Network. Obviously, the Road to Atlanta podcast with Eric Cole, Matt Powers, Garrett Spain, and others. They have a wonderful episode out covering their midseason top 30 when it comes to the Braves prospect, a list that a lot of great work into that you can check out with all the other great content. Over at talkingchop.com. And then, of course, on a weekly basis, the title podcast of the Talking Chop Podcast Network, the Talking Chop Podcast with Brad Rowland and Scott Coleman. Make sure to check out all their great work as they rehash all the success from last week for the Braves. Again, you can find all the great content from Talking Chop at talkingchop.com as well as at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. It's been a pleasure being with you. Go Braves. Hopefully they'll get another great start to a week off tonight in being able to back Drew Smiley against Sonny Gray. Until next time, we'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer.